It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers announced who they're taking to SEC Media Days. What does that mean? Also, let's just, let's pick all the games on the schedule. Here we go. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Report Wednesday to all of you out there who celebrate. We're celebrating it here today as Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us as he does every single day. Wednesday. News broke yesterday, Mike G. We've all been kind of asking and speculating and playing the game, right? All right, who should Auburn take to media days? And I think they settled with um with a really strong final three guys to go with Brian Harson to Atlanta next week. Tank Bigsby, obviously the star running back, star edge, pass rusher, Derek Hall, and probably the most consistent player in all of college football, John Samuel Schenker. Your immediate thoughts of these three guys representing Auburn next week? Well, being chosen to go to media days is kind of like a rite of passage. Yeah. It is a uh, signal to the league, uh, to your opponents, to the fan base, that these are the leaders on our team. These are the guys who we feel best embody the spirit of Auburn football and, uh, you know, the essence of the program. So, uh, you know, we've spoken with John Samuel Shanker. He's definitely a leader on the team. Tank Bigsby obviously is a leader in a lot of ways, particularly from what we've been hearing in these workout sessions and the weightlifting sessions. He's pushing guys. He's challenging people. Uh, And Derek Hall has been pretty outspoken. You know, know, these are guys who, you know, speak well. they, They work hard. And being chosen by your coach to go represent your school in this fashion is something that should not be taken lightly by fans or by players. Uh, it's, def- it's definitely um, an honor to, to represent in this way. Yeah, and I think, I think you nailed it. With John Samuel Schenker and Derek Hall, they're kind of, you got to assume they're being taken for a similar reason, right? They're both outspoken publicly in defending their coach. They mm-hmm. both kind of surprised some folks. Derek Hall surprised more of the NFL draft world than, than John Samuel Schenker did, but both could have gotten drafted. I believe that. Um, and, they, and they chose to come back. That surprised a lot of folks. And it really kind of helped Auburn kind of have somewhat of positive momentum uh, over the course of the offseason as far as what are they bringing back. There's a lot of production between those two guys. Right. And, and then Tank I- Bigsby is kind of on the other end of the coin. Um, he is probably going to leave. If he doesn't leave after this season, I would be shocked. And uh, would almost, if you told me that was happening, I'd be like, I hope something bad doesn't happen. But he's your biggest brand on this team because you don't have a starting quarterback yet. You don't have an elite wide receiver. And I just think Hank Bigsby, the name kind of sells itself. And with uh, SC Media Days becoming the national spectacle that it has become, you got to have Tank Bigsby on the field. I, I imagine that was the thinking of all of this. So I, I think they all make sense for a little bit different reasons. Yeah, listen, you take your leaders. You take your leaders, and Tank's big, Tank Bigsby is our best player. Right. So being able uh, to signify to people that your best player is also a leader on the team is a big deal. 
uh, you know, I think it's it's telling when teams leave their best player behind <laughs> for media days and then take somebody who's just kind of a spokesperson uh, or behind the scenes guy in, in place of your best player. So it's well, there's really different be- roles, right? There's different roles to this. And this is kind of why I thought Owen Papo would go again. That that was mm-hmm. the biggest surprise to me is that Owen Papo is not going. And, you know, th- I, I'm sure a conversation happened between him and Brian Harson. It had to have because it's like, all right, I took you last year. I'm not taking you this year. I mean, that, that, I think there could be some kind of unintentional storylines. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago when we had this conversation. It, it's, it'd be really easy to make something of that. But it's Owen Papo. So it's like, you know, I'm sure he's going to take it well if it's what's best for the team, right? But you, you've got your folks that are going to be the best in front of the media. And then you've got your folks where it's like, it doesn't really matter. You just want them in front of a camera because it's Tank freaking Bigsby. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure Owen Pepo is that guy, though. So, like, uh, Derek Hall uh, plays both sides of that coin. He is one of your best players on defense. Uh, you know, he is an NFL draft prospect, and he is well, well-spoken well and has been out in front in terms of the media. I remember going to he's a incredible. rally at the Birmingham Bowl yep. and listening to him hype the crowd up. Uh, he's just he's taken on that vocal leadership that you would want. So I think and, and that's what that we right. saw. That's what we saw with Owen last year when it was just Owen and Bo. They only took two players because of COVID restrictions and things like that. And so that, that was just the biggest takeaway for me is like, I'm surprised that Owen Papo is not one of the three. I think the three makes sense. Would love to know where Colby Wooden was in the pecking order of all that. Like mm-hmm. if you could take five, would Colby Wooden be there? Like, I, I think he would, I think he would be, but um, all in all, I, I think Auburn fans are going to be really, really happy with the way these three guys represent their school. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, unintended storyline, Zach, uh, kind of emblematic, uh, emblematic of uh, like where we are as a program is that we did, we did not take a quarterback. We're not sending a quarterback to media days. So um, again, there's a battle going on there. I think yeah, it's smart to keep them out uh, because if you send a quarterback, you're declaring a starting quarterback. Unless you take multiple, right. Unless you somehow want to take, you know, two your top two or your top, you know, all three. I, I don't know what that would look like. But, I mean, yeah. is there is there any way this offseason could have gone for Auburn to have taken a quarterback to media days? Like, could Finley have just blown it out in spring and separated himself? Like, they still wouldn't take him, though, right? No, no. I, I think that bringing Zach Calzada in changed that for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a guy who started almost every game for his team last year, and it, you brought him in to compete. So, if you take him to media days, that's a signal to the other guys that you're asking to compete through mm. fall camp yep. that the race is over. Right. So you don't want to send that message to your quarterback room right now. You want those guys to compete until the very end. That's why you don't take a quarterback. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. But you got to think whoever wins the job this year will be representing Auburn at Media Days next year, 365 yeah. days from now, right? Unless one of them just blows it up and goes to the league, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think every Auburn fan would prefer that, right? I think every Auburn fan watching or listening would absolutely prefer that. But yeah, outside of that, you know, I I thought Nick Brahms maybe. Um, Do you think it's interesting that everyone is super excited about this defense and there's so many questions about the offense, but there's two offensive guys going? Is that surprising at all? Uh, Yeah, I just, everyone is super excited about the defense. No question has got a lot of potential. They have a chance to build on what they did last year. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure uh, that 
what side they took one from each but ultimately it's just about taking the guys who have been outspoken that we've heard again this list doesn't shock me uh these yeah. guys are leaders in workouts uh they're leaders in player-led practices they're leaders in the film room uh they are leaders in every single way for their team and they've done the yes. things that coaches look for um and they again they're, they're trying to reset culture these are the guys that represent the culture reset that Brian Harson has been talking about since he got to the Plains. Guys who show up on time, give 200% at everything that they do, and then hold their teammates accountable when they do not. Um, we've heard some great stories about guys just getting into their teammates, man. Mm -hmm. and, and I've heard stories of all three of these guys getting into their that. teammates for not giving 100%. Yeah, I love that. What's the thing you always say? They return their shopping carts? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All three of these guys return their shopping carts. They yeah. don't leave them out in the middle of the parking lot. I, I I absolutely love that. All right, Mike G and I, we're going to now go through Auburn's 12-game slate this season and give our predictions of what we're thinking about those games right now. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. Look, none of us like going to the car dealership to get our car fixed because they, we all know that we can't trust the pricing of what they're uh, what they're giving us, what we're actually purchasing with these parts. RockAuto.com, that worry, it can go away. You don't need to worry about that anymore because RockAuto.com, look, they're a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for a very, very long time. And if you compare, you know, the, the prices of parts at the car dealership or even, you know, the, the, the store down the street to what you are able to, to find at rockauto.com, it's not even comparable at all. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And right locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliable low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mike G of the War Report. Before we jump into our schedule predictions. Okay. What's going on these days at the War Report? Interviews, interviews, interviews. Uh, we have done a million interviews this offseason, and we're not done yet. So um, uh, coming up, uh, we've got Keontae Scott this week. Sweet. Um, a, a high-profile Juco transfer. Uh, Big deal. going to be in a defensive backfield. He sat down to talk with us. Great kid. Um, and uh, we got into the kicking room. So we've got Evan McGuire coming up <laughs> next week uh, to sit down and talk with some other people. Beyond that, I don't want to spoil it, but we've got cool. great interviews. So subscribe on YouTube. Yep, yep. Just search The War Report. They will pop right up. All right, so let's um, let's don't waste any time. Mercer, San Jose State, the first two games. Is there anything to talk about there? You're not calling an upset there, right? Two wins? I'm not, I'm not calling an upset, but what I will say about these games is this is the get your stuff together zone. Yeah. Here. Any kinks that you have uh, in game plan, in, uh, you know, this is see where you're weak. And these are games that you want to execute, see how we're executing. And, uh, you know, uh, Lou Holtz and, you know, some of the talking heads of college football, they, they said the biggest jump for any team is between game one and game two. Okay. Uh, so we jumped from Mercer to San Jose State. 
uh, you're, you're, what you're going to learn about your team. And there are small things that you can learn, even in wins. I just I want to see how clean we execute. Um, can we play smash mouth football? Uh, do they get away from the run like they did so many times, you know, in the first quarter last year or after the first quarter last year? Right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if we can dominate the line of scrimmage against a weaker team. And we didn't happen against Georgia State. It needs to happen against these two teams. So that's what we're looking for. These are wins. But what kind of wins are they going to be is still important to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you got to use those two games to get better. I don't care if you go out and beat them 50 to nothing. Like, if you beat them 50 to nothing and don't learn anything or don't get better, um, I'd rather struggle and win 21-17 and get better. So right. that, that uh, yeah, that's a good note there. All right. Yeah, Pins- I would also add, Zach, too, mm-hmm. in the second half, uh, you want to win these games in a fashion that allows you, especially this year, to get your quarterback some meaningful snaps. Yeah, yeah, in game I mean, play. It, yeah, yeah, you're, you're back up. But also, you know, you're you're too deep a wide receiver. You want to see the younger offensive lineman. I mean, it, yeah, obviously quarterback, but every position for sure. All right, game three, Penn State at home. Okay, so. Um, we got shredded by their quarterback last year. He had the game of his life. He went 20 for 22. Yeah. Uh, Sean Clifford did. And uh, he's back. He's back for his uh, ninth year at Penn State. Jahan Dotson it, is not back, though. But he is not back, right? <laughs> so uh, I underestimated Dotson last year, admittedly. Penn State fans jumped all over me, but uh, I recognize his greatness in good. The NFL did uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure they have another one on the roster. Uh, their fans made a big deal about their running backs last year. I felt like uh, Noah Kane and the other dude were not a better tandem than Bixby and, and, yeah, and Jarquez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But nothing to, 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 to scream at. Being here in Auburn is going to be Huge. a significant advantage. Yeah. I mean, playing in, uh, at Penn State uh, last year was. The whiteout was incredible. It was a hard environment, and it was a close game. It was a one-score game. We lost by eight points, uh, made some mistakes, fumbled you know, in our own territory. Uh, they've got to erase the mistakes. This is a game that you can afford to lose. If you're going to lose any one of these first five games, you lose this one. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. This is the one. So uh, Penn State, I, I think it'll be competitive. I'm iffy. It, again, just depends. How do we look those first two games? Do we look like we have it together? Or right. are we going into Penn State with still with question marks after two cream puffs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Auburn wins. But if you ask me next week, I may say that they lose. I go back and forth on this all the time. So Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put this in the win category, but just like yeah. just barely. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. All right, the next one, this game isn't being talked about, and, and which is weird because we talk a ton about the first five games, the first five games, the first five games. And the asterisk next to that is, you know, when first five games, you really mean Penn State and LSU. But mm-hmm. Missouri at home for the fourth game, that is an important game. That I, If you lose that game, it really, really messes things up. You shouldn't. The fact that Missouri's not very good, the fact that it's at home... There's a lot of things about this game that point to Auburn's favor, and I think that's why Auburn fans are overlooking it. But that still doesn't make it less important. This is this is a must-win game, regardless of how the Penn State game goes. Uh, agreed. This is this year's South Carolina. Okay. This is this year's South Carolina. This is a game you absolutely have to win. You've marked it. It's your homecoming game. 
always sucks when you lose homecoming, mm -hmm. but you've marked this game homecoming. Uh, this is another momentum game. This is your easiest win in the SEC this year. You have to get this game. Auburn should dominate this game defensively. And then offensively, we just need to see that 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 MVP, that minimum viable product on the field wow. to win every game. So you got to raise the floor, right? The floor was just way too low offensively. The yeah. floor was Georgia State. It was South Carolina. It was Texas A&M where we didn't score a touchdown. You can't have those types of games. Um, you cannot struggle against bad teams offensively. You should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. They should know what we're doing, and you should still be able to beat right. them. You have to win this game decisively. All right, and then rounding out that, that five-game stretch, the five-game homestand to start things off, LSU. I, I'm low on LSU this year. There's two SEC teams that I think – there's really three SEC teams that I think a lot of people are overrating. Ole Miss, LSU, and Arkansas. Ole Miss is interesting, though, because, like, even I, – I think they could still easily go 9-3 and three just the way their schedule falls. So, But as far as, like, actual play on the field – I think LSU is getting too much love, and I don't think Auburn's getting enough love. And I think Auburn will prove that. I think Auburn proves that, and I think there's a really good chance Auburn starts five and zero. Uh yeah, I have to agree with you. Listen, LSU is living off the ghosts of 2019 a little bit. Too Joe much Burrow's not there anymore, guys. And Joe Brady is not there anymore. We saw what effect that had. Yeah, um, their passing game coordinator and co-offensive coordinator is gone. So, uh, you know, they've got, they've still got Miles Brennan. Did he stay? Um, and, uh, yeah, he's there. you know, I just, I think um, LSU picked up Jaden Daniels. Yeah, the Arizona State quarterback. The Arizona State quarterback. And, and, you know, they've got some guys who have played some games. I've, I've seen Jaden Daniels play live. And, I, I mean, the kid is his freshman year. Uh, they've got talent. LSU has talent. But they also lost a lot when Orgeron left. So the portal beat them up. So they had some key players leave. And uh, the the defense last year would, had a lot of holes in it. It was the, one of their worst pass defenses we've seen in a really long time. I, You know, people talk about Auburn, but LSU is another team in this league that's getting the benefit of the doubt. And the truth is they have just as many question marks as Auburn does going into this season. I actually think they have more. Um, but for some reason, just hiring Brian Kelly really fired them up. And I think Brian Kelly is going to be really successful there. Yep. I don't know if he's going to be successful in 2022. All right. right. But year one, it's year one. Yeah. So let's see what kind of year one an established coach has in the SEC West. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, these aren't his players yet. All right. There and then um, the, let, let's go halfway through the schedule at Georgia. I don't think there's a chance. I just don't think there's a chance at all. Um. Okay. So never say never. Okay. But right now, you have realistically, you have to put this as an L on the schedule. This yeah. is an L. I'm not. I'm not going to say that we cannot. There's no way we can win. But it's going to depend on a lot of what happens in those first five games. Do you have established quarterback play? Are you able to establish the line of scrimmage in the run game? If Auburn is not doing those things going into Georgia, we definitely lose. So, you know, if quarterback is still in flux and we can't run the ball, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's an L. But uh, I can see us making this game competitive if these if the first five home games go according to schedule. Uh, but it's, it's hard to look at this and see a win right now where we sit. So I'm going to go with a loss on this. One. Uh, I'm there with you. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of folks that are having like, you know, the, the Georgia – 
and the Alabama being like the two L's. But like, you could talk me into an upset at Bama way more than you could talk me into an upset in Athens. Do you, right. you, you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. We go through the last half of the schedule in just a moment. Want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Uh, they've got a flavor out coconut brownie chunk puff, and people are loving it. People are absolutely loving it. Uh, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallowy covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. It's good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, all delicious. All you have to do to check out this flavor or any other flavor, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Mike G, after Auburn goes to Georgia, they then turn around and go west to the state of Mississippi to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. And just real quick, so this stint right here, there's a three-game stint, and there's a bye week in the middle of it. So three-game stint across four weeks after they play Georgia. You go to Ole Miss, you take a week off, you host Arkansas, and you go to Mississippi State. This three-week stretch is incredibly, incredibly important because Auburn could go 3-0 across these three games. They could go 0-3 across these three games and then any combination in between there. So they start things off at Ole Miss. I said it before, I don't think Ole Miss will be near as good as they were a year ago. Somehow, I mean, Auburn just kind of whooped them during hair last year, and that was one of their best seasons that they've ever had. So I, um, I, I'm hesitant to say that this is a loss, Mike G. My gut tells me that it is, but I, I don't really understand why I feel that way about it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's important to note that we won this game. And not only did we beat them decisively, it was a top 10 victory for Auburn last year. Uh, we beat them and did nothing offensively after the first half. Uh, Auburn scored three points after the half. Our defense buckled in. And this was kind of the start, Zach, of us seeing, hey, man, we have some problems on offense in the second half of games. Uh, that trend continued down the rest of the schedule after, after Old Miss. Uh, I'm going to put this in the W column, and here's why. Okay. Uh, we have a quarterback on our roster um, that he wasn't here, but he is established in the SEC. And even with the best quarterback prospect they've had in a while, they couldn't beat Auburn. I think our defense plays up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Ole Miss has an, uh, an advantage being it being a home game. But I'm going to put this in the W column. At this point in the season, you know what kind of football team you're going to be. This is it. You have to right. play to your strengths and cover your weaknesses at this point. You're not going to get significantly better at anything, and, and hopefully you're still pretty healthy at this point. But I'm going to put this in the W column. This I is the team we beat last year. I don't think that we're worse. I think that Auburn is better so far. Uh, uh, I think they'll, they'll be better defensively. 
W for me here. Okay. And then Arkansas at home. I think in a similar vein, you went to Arkansas and kind of took it to them. Arguably one of the better performances of the season outside of the Ole Miss game. Mm-hmm. And you get them at home this year. And I just, I don't really see this being that big of a game. I, I, I think Auburn's going to take care of business against Arkansas at home. I just, I'm not buying into the stock of the Arkansas Razorbacks this year. I'm with you again. This was a game. We got great quarterback play against Arkansas last year. Uh, We hit the deep ball. And because we're hitting the deep ball, all the other parts of the offense, they couldn't load the box to to stop tank. And and we saw some things. uh, Bo made some great plays with his legs at points uh, where he ran one in from like 20 yards. out. It was a good game. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was just a good game plan. Right. Yeah. It was one of our most complete performances. Yeah. and I, 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 it's hard to put this in the L column because am I looking at Arkansas and thinking that they have improved substantially since last year? Now, K.J. Jefferson, if he makes the jump as a quarterback, I thought we handled him quite well last year. Uh, if he improves year over year, then this could be a dogfight this year. Uh, but I, I have to give the Tigers the edge here. Right now, at this point, we won this game last year. We won it handily. And uh, even if they catch up a little bit, if Auburn plays to that level this year, I, I, I don't see how you lose this one. Yeah. All right. And then the last game of that three-game stretch at Mississippi State. Once again, I think Mississippi State, uh, I don't think they're as good of a team as Auburn. I think Auburn's the better team. Um, and I just think there's going to be revenge in the minds of this locker room. They have not forgotten twenty eight to three. That twenty eight to three loss, or mm. or they blew the twenty eight to three lead rather. And I think they're going to be ready for this. And I just think there's going to be a point, Mike Gene, where the Mike Leach air raid offense takes a step back in conference play. And I don't right. know if it's this season. I thought it was going to be last season. It could be this season. It could be next season. But that will event that will eventually happen. And I'm just kind of expecting it to happen soon. Yeah, uh, listen, if we win this game, it's going to be a sh- – I, th- I think this will be a shootout. I think Auburn wins a shootout. Will Rogers is a top three quarterback in this league. He is uh, supremely accurate. He throws the deep ball at a 45% clip. Um, he's he's an NFL prospect. It, you know, they don't have much of a run game. You know what they're going to do. Um, they're going to dink and dunk you, and he's going to take – his shots just like any other quarterback takes down the field. Right. This is going to test the secondary Auburn secondary. We had holes in, in times defending people in the secondary and letting quarterbacks carve us up at times. Uh, I'm going to put this one in the L column. Okay. Probably going to surprise some folks here, but I'm going to put this one in the L column. I, you know, I think at some point it's the sec West. Somebody just beat you. And I think, you know, if we're going to lose a game, it's going to be to a top three quarterback in the league. So, I, I close game, but I'll put this one in the L column for Auburn. All right, and then we're about out of time, so we'll, we'll go a little bit quicker these last few. Texas A&M at home, I think this is a loss, but there are certain things that could happen. This could be the Zach Calzada Bowl. He, he could, you know, play the game of his life maybe against his former team. I think that'd be awesome, but I, I think this is a loss right now. Yeah, Calzada's got revenge on his mind, baby. Let's go. I'm putting this one in the W column. Woo! Auburn gets the win at home versus Texas A&M. He wants this one. We interviewed him. He talked about it. Uh, 
got that is something about that having that thing. They didn't play well last year. Their offensive line still has a lot of question marks. If Auburn can get pressure on whoever's back there, Haynes King, Max Johnson, I think that we could see some um, see something happen there. So I'm going W here. Okay, and then Western Kentucky. Uh, that that'll be good. The Marcus Bragg game, and then at uh, at Alabama. I think this is a loss, but once again, if you wanted to talk me into an upset at Alabama, I'm, I'm more okay with that than I am with uh, with a potential upset at Georgia. So, yeah, listen, Auburn's defense did a bang up job on Alabama's offensive line. I'll be interested right. to see if their the offensive line that had the second worst pass protection in the league improved significantly year over year. Yeah. I expect the Tigers to get. Uh, after them, I think at this point, if our offense is still playing at a high level, watch out for the Tigers. This is definitely an L on the schedule. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, yeah, that gets us to where it is. So, I mean, nine and three, eight and four is reasonable. It's possible yeah. here. Um, so for everybody saying that, um, you know, Auburn's going to stink and go five and seven or six and six, like I, I think we've laid out a path that makes sense. It's not too much of a reach to go eight and four, nine and three. So, yeah. My- Bottom line, closing remarks, nobody nobody outside of Georgia ran Auburn off the field last year. Right. So this schedule projection is um, kind of making the assumption that they turn around some of the late-game breakdowns that we had down the stretch last year. If they mm-hmm. can fix those late-game breakdowns, I think you see, you know, eight to nine win team this year. Yeah. Some of that's a depth thing, and I don't know how much better that is, but we'll have to see. Mike G, one more time, how can people find you, hear you, watch you, all that stuff? at youtube.com search the war report hit subscribe we got lots of great things coming for you guys fantastic stuff that's mike g of the war report tomorrow it's a cruton thursday with john garcia of sports illustrated and locked on recruiting insider you can read all of my written work at auburndaily.com and if you made it to this point in the video you must have liked what you've seen please click that subscribe button down below and we'll see you tomorrow right here on locked on auburn NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.